<laughs> Shit, fucked up, hit the wrong button. We gotta redo it. Just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Yo. This is the this is... uncut, yeah, okay. unfiltered, All right. underground, <laughs> the professional <laughs> wrestling podcast game. And if that doesn't prove it, I don't know what does. I was trying to say, let's forget soon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> Thirty seconds counts as a goddamn stream. Oh, nigga. oh no, 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 no! Exactly. No. Okay. Um, welcome to Reasonable Wrestling. I am your most high, as you can see, Chris, and I am with my tag team partner CT, and That's we good. are the dynamic duo of this professional podcast game. Uh-huh. You can follow us at RW Podcast One on Twitter. And literally everything else, Instagram, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, everything else, Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. Check us out. Give us a follow. Subscribe. Comment. Listen. Do what you got to do. All but, your uh, medias yeah, of socialness. Get just, out there. Uh, support us, man. Show some love. Um, we are here on a Wednesday night. I think we are. I think that's the only kind of normalcy we have with other podcasting. Um, people that do they they everybody kind of records on Wednesday nights oh, and put their stuff out. Yeah, okay. um, shout out to Mills and and OG Johnny uh, the A Show. Uh-huh. Um, shout out to Russell, Goddamn um, Russell Rap, Russell Rap with Mirror <coughs> Sparks. Um, shout out to um, who else I listen. To? I still listen to in this corner uh, seldomly. So um, uh-huh. Adam Silverstein, Brian Campbell, Nick Costas. Um, yeah, I think the they, only people I listen to is the Russell Russell Talk guys. Really, the English blokes. Okay, on YouTube. Oh, shout out to my homies in England: Fazel, yeah. Liam, uh, Benjamin. Uh, met the homies out in New Orleans, so they out there in London. So mm-hmm. shout out to all our London listeners, our England listeners. So um, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of podcasting because you know Raw Monday. Smackdown Tuesday and then some yeah, people I think that's it. the cycle exactly. to get the bang for your buck. You know, get it out there so people can uh, digest it for the um, throughout the week after the main shows have uh, already uh, gone and aired. Um, um, today uh, we have a special special um, um, promotion going on with our show. <laughs> nah, to be honest, our show is brought to you by Lance Goddamn Peanut Butter Crackers. Y'all thought it was a game, dog. Got the whole, okay. got okay, the Okay, guys, pack. don't get it twisted. We do, got, we do not have any sponsors. Listen, we, we are show, still not making a dime on this show. This show Chris is, is out here. This show Chris is out here. By a courtesy of. Putting out these Lance Crackers. Promoting <laughs> these Lance Crackers every week on this podcast as if it works that way. I'm telling him it does not work that way. That's Listen. not how people get sponsored. But hey, what can I say? Literally, Bro, go onto our YouTube. Here, watch this podcast. Go onto our YouTube. You're going to see. <laughs> There's a fucking box of lands, <laughs> toasted peanut butter crackers, and, and a flyer for and a, a planted smoothie for some reason. Yo, okay, on our counter. All right, now, now, okay. So realistically, so a planted smoothie just opened up around the corner f- from our crib. All right, seventy three fifty eight University Boulevard in Winter Park. Yeah, free promotion. And free promotion. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. But uh, so planted smoothie. I mean, it's the name. Yeah, dog. it's a smoothie joint. But a lot of wrestlers. I live in the town. You know what I yeah, mean? So, I mean, if they're running away, stop by. The, I mean, you ain't got to come to this movie, pl- uh, Planet Smoothie, but go to a Planet Smoothie. You get your protein smoothie, get your fruit smoothie. Uh, and the only reason why we know about it is because we got a homie 
that work at Planet Smoothie. Shout out to our homie Days. Shout out and to Days. And they just opened up a new spot around the way. And them joints is banging, dog. They giving out free smoothies I'm going to get smoothies. From uh, six to eight. Uh, you know what I mean? So I'm pulling up, dog. So that's all <laughs> I'm promoting listen, the joint, that is, that is, like, the most efficient, like, free promotion. Like, you telling them where the location, the time to get I the mean, nigga, you can pick up Lance Peanut Butter Crackers anywhere. I got mine from Publix. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you are a professional at this. Oh, yeah. I mean, you should get paid for this. Yeah, I mean, dog, this is what we're trying to do. <laughs> uh, but it's not what we're here for. Let's nah. get into the wrestling. Um, yeah, let's get into the wrestling. Let's talk. Um, um, I'm going to bring up my high spot for the week. Uh, my high spot of the week is none other than the new Daniel Bryan. I have, um, I have an idea. What? I have an idea that I mean, like, you've been gawking over my man DB since he came back. Granted, it, you know, we wanted it, it since, like, 2016 he retired, right? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like... Uh, when he came back, his story was hot, but the heel turn has been like on the fire. thing about it is like I just see so much potential with his story to capitalize on and making compelling TV, you know. And I think they're going about the right way, at least with this heel turn. I didn't expect it to happen. I'm surprised it happened. When it happened, I was shocked, but I was curious to see where it goes. Um, he had that promo a couple weeks back where he uh, was talking in the third person. I thought it was good. I thought it was an interesting take. Um, I, I thought it was like almost like a psychosis from him going into the hyperbaric chamber and he's just talking to the third person because he's kind of lost it. But um, from what I saw this week, I got a different take from it. And what I got this week is um, the first for, for let me just rewind and tell you, uh, Miz had a Miz TV segment with Dan Bryan. And I think it's a perfect thing to do to get that Miz reaction from this Dan Bryan hill turn because I think everybody's here for thinking that. Th- Thinking the same thing. Everybody's thinking the Miz was right. <laughs> you know, you turn heel, you won the championship. The Miz has been telling you to be this way this entire time. Um, I'm glad they addressed it on t- television and had a perfect segment with uh, Miz TV featuring Dan and Brian. Um, the Miz was trying to pretty much get Dan and Brian to admit that he was right all along. But Dan and Brian just, you know, he. He essentially was just dodging the question and saying none of that matters. I mean, pretty much he just added layers to his character. Yeah. Like, Daniel Bryan was, in that segment, pretty much was setting the stage of, of who he's going to be as a heel. And so, growing attachment to that character, or or the new character of which he is, when he throws down the yes move, it breaks off his belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> off the top, it's a championship, out. God damn it! <laughs> Sorry, Vince. <laughs> when he takes the plate off the title and he throws him down because they were a yes mover plant, uh, symbolic. Plays. They were symbolic. Uh-huh. Um, the way he caused the crowd fickle. Um, because, Yo, that was a great, like, great, great choice for him to to call him fickle because of the what chant. Because I think he. I think he's probably been thinking, like, if they ever want me, I know exactly what I'm going to say. I mean, because and his response the shit out was, of him, yeah, I know, but his, his response was on point. He just called him fickle. You see, you guys are chanting something for 20 years ago because you guys are sheep. I think it was a great way. I think Daniel, and I, and I resonated with Daniel Bryan because I feel like Daniel Bryan's playing the heel that I would be if I was in WWE. Like, he's like this super bleeding heart guy who's like, you guys are all what's wrong. And about, you know, the environment, he takes it very seriously. He's this bleeding heart liberal who's talking about methane. And no one gives a fuck about that. But if he thinks that he's better and he's like, you're going to judge me because of one little kick in the groin. It's a really compelling uh, twist 
in a character. I mean, to realistically, like, I don't necessarily think he that he's the legit person that doesn't think he's wrong, which in essence Uh (laughs) is you. What's your logic? You know what I mean? Like, how you think things through is how you see these things. You're seeing them through his prism or Mm -hmm. through your prism. So for Daniel Bryan to kind of like, um, the crowd has been super supportive of Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? They have been super with him through his journey. But he understands, as a good maestro does, as a great crowd controller does, knows how to like, Bring yeah. his audience with him. Yeah, he don't start to so, get on the ride so and the, pull on the hard exactly. and, so, and move, maneuver the crowd in the way he wants. And then he's got as a guy who's so so endeared to get the crowd to vis, vis, like viscerously boo him the way they did. And it came full circle by the end of the it's night. It's only visceral because he's telling the truth about the fans. It's true. That's true. You know what I mean? Like wrestling fans are fickle. I am one of those fickle wrestling fans. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm not fickle to the point that I'm booing Daniel Bryan because of the necessary um, attitude change. But I'm fickle as far as my attention span. Uh I'm fickle as far as my appreciation to what I just cheered for last week. Uh Um, So for me to kind of, like, recognize that, I mean, this is reasonable wrestling. I'm a logical person, so, like, I'm not offended at all. Yeah. But... It's it's exciting to me to see the depth in the character because the week before or the week the the, the two weeks prior he was like a madman he uh-huh. was just obsessed with winning the WWE yeah. title and like this is what he fought for and this is what he did and then a week later which was last week um, we had AJ he had uh, yeah he wasn't uh, there I don't think huh yeah, we had AJ AJ promo we didn't see Dan no right. he he responded after. He responded, so he, he turned on AJ, okay. he wrestled against, De- he, he turned on AJ, he wrestled against Brock Lesnar, and okay. then he, he was on um, uh, SmackDown, okay, giving, yeah, giving okay, a reason, yeah, yeah, the explanation. <clears throat> so when you see the turn, he's a madman, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, this is what he came back for. The week a- of the week after uh, Brock Lesnar, he was like, he had to wrestle Brock Lesnar to like, beat that out of him mm-hmm. to like get that out of him yeah. like the fans cheering and the endearment and the and the the admiration like mm-hmm. he had to just re- like get that yeah. beat out of him completely and become, completely uh, expel that from him exactly yeah. it was like an exorcism yeah you know what I mean and so for him to explain the, the situation and be like man listen I get it you guys cheer for me but you guys would do that to anybody mm-hmm and the way you do that to anybody affects the way how this puts me uh-huh. in the in the stratosphere. It's like you guys judge me off of one kick while you guys do this. That exactly, and it just fine. It just comes full circle. But what came full circle even more for me by the end of the end of the night though? That promo was great. Off to, alone, that would have turned him superhero heel for me, and I would have think that I thought I thought that it was great. But by the end of the night, him interfering in AJ's match. And then the way he attacks AJ, after AJ was um, injured his leg in the match, he kept on going with the with the leg injury and locks in um, the uh, heel hook. So I think that's his new finisher going going forward. Not only is that kind of like a 
a new boring kind of not boring, but it's not as flashy as the running knee. I mean, I think it's that a, it's as, a as a homage heel, to his American Dragon yeah. character, and honestly, that shit hurts in real life. Yeah, it really Never does. Been putting a heel hook, that fucking shit hurts. But I think it's um, it's a, it's it's a, I think coming full circle with the way he stomps his head too, like he holds his two arms as a guy who suffered from brain trauma. And that whole everything he well, went through for him like that, to be yeah. ironically stomping on AJ's head each week the way he does, I think is a it shows a certain edge that's like compelling to his character. I think honestly, realistically, um, it just adds um, it adds an opportunity for WWE to present something that has been missed for some time, and it's a legitimate. I think the last time we felt this was realistically Seth turning on the shield. Uh-huh. Where it's just like, God damn, man, we just had a feel good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we just had, we thought that we were, it was the shield versus the Wyatt's, and then the shield versus Evolution, then we was going to get shield, we thought we was going to get shield versus Wyatt's part two, mm-hmm. and we thought that, and then Seth turns, you're like, well, what the bleep just happened? <laughs> Now yeah. you got Daniel Bryan. He comes back from injury, and then he his first matches with our first feud is with the Miz, and we're like perfect. And we're like that's perfect writing. Yeah. Like, okay, what's next? How do we get him in a WWE title picture? And then he's in a WWE title picture, and then all of a sudden he's heel. And you're like, well, what the bleep? Yeah, is exactly. I totally didn't expect you know this to be like, the trajectory of what they do with Daniel Bryan. And they gave all but those cool. matches away on free television. Yo. SmackDown just be giving away shit. Shout out to SmackDown. Shout out to SmackDown. Unlike Raw, who does the same match every single, every single goddamn Goodness week. Gracious. Uh, but yeah, speaking of SmackDown, um, what else? You, I think the whole show was good. I think the whole damn show was good. Well, my high spot came at the beginning of the show, which was also a promo segment, which was the uh, women's promo set, the women's uh-huh. uh, promo contract segment, signing? the contract signing with Oscar, Becky. Uh, let me pronounce this correctly. Asuka, Charlotte, and Becky. Becky deserves to be introduced last because she's the man. She's the champ. Uh, I would never disrespect the champ like that. But the contract signing was a high spot for me because of the banter. Oh, It was so um, realistic. It gives me what I want. It gives me Charlotte in the natural habitat of being like... She's a heel. I know exactly what you're talking about. She's a heel, but she's like, oh, f- bitch, I had to work twice as hard because <laughs> of my goddamn name. And I didn't even want to fucking do this shit if my brother was still here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, bitch, I'm the shit at this. You mad at me because of what? Because my last name? I dropped it and I was Charlotte for like a year and y'all motherfuckers couldn't touch me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I just think I that just, she comes off so organically well as a no as a heel. shit. I and mean, she comes from the like her <laughs> father's sperm is heel, heel sperm, sperm dog. <laughs> bro. He Hashtag can't make a baby heel face. sperm. <laughs> he Doug Rick cannot make a fucking baby face. You know, like sh- David Flair in <laughs> two thousand was a fucking heel by dating Stacy Keebler. That's true. Like you he know what I mean? So WWE. like so so Charlotte being in here, um, Becky kind of like just like uh, whoever the fuck it is, I'm gonna beat your ass. Like, yeah, her you know swagger is like, on that Her level. swagger is really Conor McGregor esque, <clears throat> and I love it. But Oscar shine 
her English was so like it. It was good. It was fuck good. It was like, oh, you thought I could speak? Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. You know what? <laughs> it was it was great. It was great. I thought that like. Yo, it made me feel like yo, she can, she's it. Like she, she has a full package. Like I see her character very vividly. If they wanted to go with Oscar and give her actual storylines, they could do it. It was a, there's no excuse for it. The thing, the thing that kind of gave me ultra hope too is just like okay, they are giving the two Japanese characters two different characters. You know what I mean? Oscar and Shinsuke. I'm bringing up okay. Shinsuke. Um, Shinsuke is very playing to his foreign, his foreign strengths. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to speak too much in your language. I'm not going to be too uh, conformed to your civilization. I'm going to be very unorthodox in my presentation. Yeah. I am going to be Shinsuke. Asuka at the same time has some of those elements, but she's also endearing to the traditionalist. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's She's- something about her that appeals to people off the bat. I don't know what it is because even Millie loves Oscar just off of seeing her. And then she saw so that she could move and, and kick ass in the ring and she fell even in love more with Oscar. It's, it's um, really honestly, t- to be honest, is is her, her presentation her, her, like her, her, for one, the entrance is dope. Uh-huh. The, the the robe, the mask, the hair, the hair, mm-hmm. uh, the, the 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 trunks. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It, it's very flamboyant and it, it's eye catching. Exactly. And then her striking ability. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like she doesn't come in and she's not prissy at all. She's not a diva by any source of the imagination. So when she comes in and she's as physical. As what you would kind of perceive to be on a male side, mm-hmm. it kind of also steps up the game for the other women. Absolutely. So it allows Charlotte to be a little bit more stiff. Mm-hmm. It allows Becky to be a little bit more in her element and being stiff. It allows Sasha to be, you know, be reckless in her abandoned. Like mm-hmm. we talk about how Sasha loves to kill herself with those dives. You know what I mean? Like. Asuka being herself in her natural habitat allows the women to kind of feed off yeah, of that. You know, Ronda the same way. Absolutely. Like, so I, I I love, like, they gave Asuka the opportunity to, like, to, to speak, to talk, to have dialogue. And, and then she interact. also spoke Japanese. Exactly. Which even made me feel even more fiery. Like, oh, she's really mad. Like, what's... Yeah. I like it. It was at the perfect time. Because speaking of time, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For real. All my church girls know that me. <laughs> when somebody's speaking tongues, yeah. they are the Holy Ghost. It's a wrap. Okay? Yeah, like, they, they there. Yeah. <laughs> so our speaking in Japanese was just like, ooh, these motherfucking bitches don't know. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> but so, yeah. that no, my high spot was that because, honestly, Becky beat Charlotte. Charlotte beat Asuka. Becky and Asuka never fought. Mm-hmm. So that little triangle effect of what's going on is like the transitional properties that like you see it in college football all the time. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they they do it all the time where they're like, okay, this, this, you know, uh, a couple years ago, UCF last year, right? They were undefeated. They beat Auburn in 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 a championship game, but Auburn beat Georgia and Alabama in the season where Alabama and Georgia played in a championship game. Okay. 
right? Who like what the fuck? Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. it's the same thing. What in in this? You like okay, well okay, who's who's really better? Because you really fuck with Oscar. You think Oscar's really yeah. shit? Shala has proved that she's like she can take an L, but really can't nobody it's- really fuck with her. And then Becky's just like riding this astronomical wave to where you like. She might not Just, be touched at the yeah, point. Yeah, it's it's like I was saying. It was it's uncertainty that makes us want to keep this that we're excited for. We really don't know where this is gonna go. We really don't know uh, who's gonna win. It's a, it's it's a, and that's what you want from your fans. That's what you want from the audience. It's for us to be excited and have like a legitimate match where anybody can win. It's not like there's like. Oh, okay, we don't all know Baron Corbin and LeBron are wrong. We all know that's happening. Oh, we, uh, you know, it's like certain matches that are booked, we all know it's going to happen. So it's like there's no point in us caring, you know. But this match coming up, you already said they all work stiff and they all can work. So I'm really curious just to see what they pull off in um, in the ring. And it's a TLC match, so go. Let's, like, it's going to be crazy. Uh, speaking, of, be. speaking of SmackDown, I would be remiss to to not say a, a highlight also of mine is the triple threat between Jay Uso, Xavier Woods, and Cesaro. Okay. Um, and the spot of the pretty much the week is Cesaro doing the swing uh, on Jay and having Xavier Woods and a fireman's carry on the shoulder and just spinning them around. I mean, that guy's I, I a fucking freak. I thought it was incredible. Though. I thought it was incredible. But I was shocked they put it on like a regular SmackDown. I thought it would hold that for the you know TLC pay per view, maybe. But uh, I guess not. I mean that guy can do so much shit. You you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you hardly know he, he might bring out some more shit for TLC <laughs> for real. Speaking of TLC, I think SmackDown will have um, the best uh, side of yeah. the matches. Uh, just because, like, they they're just clicking on awesome. Oh, of of course, right of now. course. Right now, um, SmackDown is on a. I mean, it's just by comparison, they're so much better than Raw. It's not even a question. Well, I mean, Raw's just Raw's just bad, man. Like Raw, and for one, let's 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 just do this. We're not the podcast is going to do that. Like, we're not the podcast is going to be negativity and whatnot uh, about the show. But just realistically, like we're we're, we're CT watches wrestling in an entertainment process aspect where he views the show um and the theatrics right so he pays attention he needs to see the whole thing yeah um I'm a completionist I, I, I okay okay I view this on the sports side, mm-hmm. and obviously wrestling is sports entertainment. So you can see it like a bell, like okay, this bell, I'm ready, a, I want to see it exactly. And I, I look at it as like, wait, what about the story that led to the bell? You know, so when it comes to Raw, not only are there not any bouts that you want to watch, exactly. there are not any stories that you want to see exactly. either. You know, whereas with Dean Turn, I think that that could have captured you, but you just—they just haven't done anything with I was, it. I was there. Yeah, I, I, I was there, and and I checked out that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I checked out that night to where I watched it on YouTube the next day, and I sought for it. Yeah, and so and it kept your curiosity. You were like, okay, what's gonna happen? And, and so I, it made me watch the week after. And then after that, it's just... And it's like you're trying to like it. You're trying to 
give props to things that are not good just because we want to give props to something to say there's to be positive about a product. And we're not going to come here and just shit on Raw and talk about it in a way that certain people do because that's just what everybody does. If you want to see a negative review on Raw, there's tons of them. You know, you can talk to go to any publication. But what we're going to do is going to be honest about how we see it going forward and how we see it as um, as a product and how we see wrestling as a product, too, because as Chris just said, he sees it a certain way. I still come to, to the um, television every week and devote three hours of my Mondays to the show because I want to come and give you guys an informed show. Um, it's a struggle. And as this wrestling thing is a passion for me and both Chris, it's been, it's, it's been a real struggle these past couple of weeks. It's not gonna, I'm not going to lie. Um, we're still doing it because we love it. And we all know we've come to terms with the fact that wrestling has been in our lives since we were kids. And it's been a staple as like one thing we can both only remember for it's one of the only it's one of the only things we can remember from a constant being a constant from yeah, a I kid mean, I've been, to I've been adults since I was like like three four since, years old yeah and um, realistically like I don't think I'm ever gonna not like not watch wrestling but my thing is is that I'm also gonna not not be so like uh, like wrestling is if if like we talk we're gonna talk about. Or later on in the show, like events have other things that are uh-huh. outside of wrestling that is his interest. So do I, and like I believe, like most wrestling fans, even us, like we do have those things. But for us to do what we're doing, and like you know, our 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 sensibilities are different. But we our common our common ground here is this podcast. Uh, we enjoy coming together every week. I mean, this is what we do anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, we decided to, like, why not put it out here? Like, me and CT will have an hours on hours on end conversation intellectually about wrestling, logically, reasons, the, the differences in ideologies of how we see things, how we view things, the production value. I've worked, you know, for... Um, you know, thank you to Court and uh, MSL for my opportunity for working for MLW to where I can see the the intricacy of how this thing at a very mm-hmm. minor level is done to where we see it at WWE on this macro yeah. grand scale, you know. So we we appreciate the art and the craft craftsmanship of what we view until we don't. And 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 for me, it's when it's reciprocated through what I see. When I'm watching wrestling and they give me, when Raw gives me, let's just highlight Raw, because SmackDown does that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but when Raw is your mainstay, when you're celebrating 25 years of, uh, of an episodic television show and you have all these highlight moments, the past kind of... You know, for for a while, it's been a little stagnant, a little stale. Um, could have been done a little bit better, and that is what we want to see out of what we're going to invest in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we just talked about Black Panther today. Like I like, all right, man. I can kind of now, after the high of Black Panthers, talk about the bad things mm-hmm. that were about Black Panther. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like the you know the CGI of the final scene and how you know certain things could have been placed th- things. But yeah. at the end of the day, 
it's a very well put together movie. Yeah. And the 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 cultural importance that it had uh on a generation yeah. to further to come. All that to the side, WWE kind of provides that same thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you have you know sports sports people emulating Wrestlers, you know what I mean. You have so across the board, sports I mean, people, rap stars. Come on, you, you know, got, what I mean? um, you know movie, and movie stars. stars. You know, they all love wrestling. Everybody loves wrestling. Everybody takes a little bit from it. Um, you got late night talk TV shows doing your thing because of Hogan. You know, it's it's a thing that's invest like embedded in American culture. It just is, and then and, and across the globe. But it's now when with when it's something that big, you're gonna have people like us who. Or, or you know, who love the thing that, that we're gonna invest our time and and really try to analyze it, you know, because it's such a big thing that we are the people who've been with it this entire time. We're gonna look at it a certain way, exactly. You know, like so the evolution of it, the growth of it, and like don't get us wrong, like we completely understand like wrestling is at a peak right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. But what I also want. People don't understand is like I'm not getting my fix. Like I only smoke weed, right? Like I only smoke, but mm-hmm. if I need a high, I'm only rolling up. And if mm-hmm. I need to get high some more, I'll just roll more weed. Yeah. I'm never shooting. Mm-hmm. I'm never snorting. Mm-hmm. I'm never like firing up a pipe. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. I I seldomly like go higher with the drinking. Mm-hmm. That's how I view wrestling as well. Like, you know, Impact is probably doing fantastic things. I've never seen an episode of Impact since the reiteration of it. Yeah. Lucha, Underground, fantastic production value, but then I get lost because I'm like, all right, you're doing a lot. <laughs> you're doing too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, shout out to MOW. Like, yeah. you know, I. I, you know, like, fuck it. I fell off from watching it. Not, not so much because I haven't worked uh-huh. for them or worked with them, but, I mean, that plays a part into it. But also, you know, like, it it just, you you grew up with, with what you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even WWE is it for it. Right. Even WCW had a really hard time with me. Same with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just... You know what I mean? Like, now, uh-huh. when those WCW guys came over, fuck yeah. Yeah. Jericho, Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, fucking... Even Booker T. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those guys, when they come over, I have a little bit more of a appreciation for them because mm-hmm. of they made it to the quote-unquote big leagues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they made it to where, like, I know every, you know what I mean? Every week I can find them. And even though... So what you're saying is, like, is is that the way you see it is is as a, is, is in doses. And, is it, and, it's, and it's when the it's when it peaks your it's interest. It's like a sport. And, and I, yeah. to bring it back, to, to bring it back, like, I look at it as, like, I cannot have to watch a game. Yeah. I can go on YouTube and, and clip myself to death and kind of get a feel of what that game yeah. was, see the final score of it, and be like, cool, all right. Mm-hmm. And I want to see every single play. Right. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And so with that, with our wrestling consumption, 
I can find out like what the car possibly is, and I'm checked out before the show fucking starts. <laughs> like, get this shit the fuck out of here. You're yeah. gonna give me an open forum with Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks again, and Bailey again. You, it <laughs> what was, the fuck? It was so successful the first time. <laughs> we're gonna run this shit the fuck back. You know, or oh, or, or we're gonna go ahead and like for like some weeks in a row, we have Baron Corbin versus um, Finn Balor all year. Or we had uh, uh, Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal. Or we've had Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. Like, it it has been... It's it's super stale. They never... They didn't even let Bobby and... They didn't even let Bobby and Finn go at it. They did, didn't they? That that, It could have been a few that did something. Yeah, it could have been more. They didn't have a, a program. They freaking abandoned that. Yeah. They have so, like a couple matches on Raw and they just abandoned that. But we are going to get Finn and Drew McIntyre. So, okay. So, let's talk about things that I do appreciate. And I like, okay, I'm a bouts guy. Okay. I'm a bouts guy, okay? Yeah. Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. I think that bout and that match is going to be good. Okay. Drew's a fantastic. I just went back and I was watching some old WCPW stuff. Um, uh, what culture pro wrestling for people who don't know? So you yeah, shout out what culture, shout, or AKA yeah. Defiant. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm watching some of those stuff, and it's Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, Drew's a fucking animal. Like he can go. His presentation, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Drew, pro, Drew's, like, you know Drew's a beast, Drew, man. Drew's a, Drew's I don't know nice. what he did. I don't know what he took when he when he left when he left WWE the first time. He took the feet. He took, he, took the, <laughs> yeah, he took some kind of fucking super soldier serum and then got himself in shape. Bro. And then he came back and he has new moves. He has a new sp- speed about him, a new pace. And he's a monster. He's shredded. He's like the Terminator. Yeah, so, like, he, he really is. He, he fits the bill of what they're trying to do right now with him character-wise. And I'm very appreciative of that. I'm also, I also dig when uh, Drew came back, they put him with Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Dolph was a heel at that time, and they used Drew McIntyre as his muscle. And people, yeah. and people know, know about the two, two, two dudes with attitude, two cool dudes with attitudes, whatever Look it was. Up. It's, yeah, Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Google that. As uh, Shawn was the, 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 the short, cocky, blonde, or pretty boy, uh-huh. and then Diesel... And Drew, aka you know, was the muscle guard. big bodyguard. Yeah. So when they they replayed that, we saw it. We saw the potential. We also saw that we knew the split was coming down the line. Yeah. The split just happened. Where we saw that coming a mile. Yeah, we saw it coming yeah. a mile. But yeah. how we got there, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a little bit different than I thought it was gonna be. It's having Rocky. It was. A I mean, they, they won the tag titles and everything. They won the tag titles and everything. It could mean more. It's like they choose this. That could be like a real program going to TLC rather than exactly uh, Drew Finn mm-hmm. or Drew Bo- or, or Bobby Elias. Like, where does that fit in? Like, why couldn't you have told this Dolph storyline with Drew leading up to a big show? It's not that hard. It's like really not that hard. If you guys were going to do it anyways, you know what I mean? You know, mind you, we have tons of segments, just like the, the Sasha Bailey um, program, the form they had. It's a segment that builds an angle that we don't see it play out on any big show. Like this Sasha Bailey thing has been going on for months, and they've been getting the the axe 
for 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 months now. So um, I don't. No one gives a fuck about Sasha and Bailey anymore as it pertains to them being women's champion or anything right now. Maybe they had some ideas for a women's tag team division and didn't pan out. So that's like the only excuse I would give them. If they were planning a women's tag team division and it didn't pan out, and now the Sasha Bailey thing is just uh, something you got to rock with because you kind of booked yourself into it, then um, go for it. You know, I think I think I get it. I give you I give you guys that credence. You guys messed up, and you guys thought you were gonna have something you're not. But at this point, with this women's tag team division not happening. You got to start booking these girls as if they're going to be competing with Ronda Rousey and that they want the tag team, the, tag team, the, the, the singles women's division title. I don't think uh, these forums do anything for us. Um, I think the questions were corny. It was probably my worst produced thing of the week. Uh, I, 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 I don't just, know the worst produced thing of the week. That man. was. No, nah, our worst produced thing of the week was uh, I, my... Uh, we was watching wrestling. Our homie Days is in the joint. Oh, okay. Yo, yo, yo. I think we got special guest, the Reasonable Wrestling Podcast. We got our homie Days. Come on, Days. Come on, Days. Oh, God. Yo. So, <laughs> Days, <laughs> Days, don't make me look bad. Days the truth. <laughs> Welcome, Days the truth. Alright, so hot dog. He's <laughs> just a boy. That's what I do. Oh, yeah, he's just a boy. Just a boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so our homie Days, right, was kicking it in the living room. We got the two TVs set up in the living room right now. And uh, we was watching wrestling. Days was playing the game. Days paused his game. Days never pauses his game. <laughs> to look and see what the fuck consumes us so goddamn much. So he decides. He's going to pay attention to wrestling a little bit. <laughs> and so, Elias comes on TV. And we like, oh, Elias. And Daisy's like, okay, white guy, guitar. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. So then all of a sudden, Leo Rush comes out. And Leo Rush is accompanied by the almighty Bobby Lashley. Okay. And the reason why this is the worst motherfucking segment of the motherfucking week days. Tell us why you left the living room, dog. So, like, basically, what was going on was, like, he was just flexing and shit, and I was like, okay, I mean, that's just normal wrestling shit, you know? Just normal wrestling <laughs> shit, just a black man just, you know, flexing and shit. That's just fine. Like, okay, I guess that's what's going on nowadays, you know what I'm saying? I used to watch wrestling back in the day, you know, but, like, now, that this is what we're watching. All right, no, it was fine. Yeah, okay, cool. You know, do his thing. Do his thing. And then he was like, oh, do your favorite pose. A black nigga's favorite pose. (laughs) You're trying to tell me is he turns around and shakes and bends over. Not even shakes, just bends over. Ass out. Is it this is what this is what it, this is what we do now. This is what us Wakanda niggas do. No, no my nigga. No. Oh, <laughs> Yo. So that's definitely I was I was like, alright, I gotta go to my room. Like this is just not what I wanna see right now. Yo, yo, and for like and for niggas to like Chris, what I've been telling you for weeks, I've been telling you that this Bobby Lashley shit is getting out of control. This Bobby Lashley shit is getting out of control week Yo. by week, and they haven't been in over now, showing his ass to people week in, week out. What the fuck are we doing with Bobby Lashley? Yo, we just talked about last week how, like, the homies who don't really fuck with wrestling, 
don't really fuck with wrestling off the strength that it's really not a lot of black people that's like prominent. Mm-hmm. So when you see New Day cooning and shit, but then you understand like they positive and they yeah, get money yeah, yeah. and they do stuff for the kids and stuff like that, you kind of like, all right, nigga. Yeah. But when you see goddamn Bobby Lashley sculpted by Michelangelo himself, my nigga. It's a shame. And uh, with a legitimate MMA fucking tough guy background, and you see him, and you like, okay, like he said, regular wrestling stereotype shit, but my man jacked, and this is a new day and age, and so maybe he's doing some cool shit. And he bent over and showed his goddamn <laughs> ass. Dave he literally, literally pauses, turns shit off, picks his shit up, and goes away. He goes to his room. Cause, and that is what you're doing with Bobby Lashley. That's what you're doing to me, nigga. That's what you're doing That's to all of us. Like, we just. And like, this is a shame because he has a potential. Like, he, he's, he's exactly what Vince would want a black wrestler to look like. Yeah. And he actually can talk. We've seen him do it in TNA, Impact Wrestling, whatever the fuck you want to call it. He has the body, he has the physique, and he can global go. Force. He can he can work. He's not he's not a global <laughs> force. <laughs> My he has he has, he can go. He's he's a freaking former marine. Like you can tell so I, many stories. I'm a guy. Don't disrespect he, marines. He, he's simplified dog. That's okay, so like, he's a former army oh. army guy. <laughs> My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> No, but no, I I get what you said. Like Bobby, Bobby, um, to to pick up because I know I cut you off, but Bobby legitimately is uh, what you will want to see is when you bring people into wrestling. Like Days, appreciate you, Days, as a special, special, special guest. Days popping in. But when you bring people outside that's not wrestling, when you bring Millie in, or when you bring Daisy in, or when you bring Ivana in, or when you try to tell people, like, yo, just check through, you're like, why you still watch wrestling? You 30. And then you're like, man, because just watch, man, just watch Monday. <laughs> and then they watch Monday, and they see this nigga bullets got them pants down, I'm like, dog, something wrong with you. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, you already watching dudes sweaty in spandex. And then the only black guy that they see on TV, because Bobby is the only black guy that's on goddamn Monday Night Raw, I think, mm-hmm. is if Bobby and Leo Rush are the only two black guys on Monday Night Raw, one is an annoying little runt that just says, Lashley, Lashley, and Leo can fucking go. He can go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why does he have to be stuck in a fucking... It's not even a two-piece suit. Well, yeah, there's a two-piece suit. It's just a two-piece suit with no shirt. And like he, you know what I mean? He's right, and he he's he's pigeonholed at this time. He's a placeholder. I get it. They might be doing more with with, with Leo, but at the same time, you don't have time they're, they're, to waste they're, they're, on they're, new on new people. They don't see it. That's the thing about that. They just don't see it the way we do. They don't see a black guy being more than an athlete. Or somebody who can do moves in the ring and maybe show a little dancing, goofy personality. Shout out to our truth. You know, you know that's what they see black men as. So, you know, like, all right, so this is our. You know, we about to just there's go. no real. They're not black people. Are not real people. Let's go. Like, let's, come let's, on. Let's, let's do our book and black now. Our book and black is on by like Bobby Lashley should be a real person. Yeah, like his care. He shouldn't have a character. He should like he like he doesn't. Like like he like we we've talked plenty of times on this podcast, uh, just 
we're there, man. Just going to our archives. We can say we have archives now. This is like yeah. episode thirty, I think. Um, like wow. you can see where Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins. Where you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or the Bobby Lashley can be Bobby Lashley. You know what, what I mean? he's done like, could mean something, and they don't choose to use who he is. Like you, you, you can see they choose his to use very first program with Sami Zayn was like. We knew it was out the box. Yeah. It wasn't going to be. We, we they they had there. him be like, okay, what is he? This guy who likes his sisters gave him a creepy promo. Like we we talked about this a million times, but yeah, that's completely turned people off. Millie's still you know traumatized by that promo. I don't know. I don't know why they did that. Like that's that's I think it's and that's why I think it's like a punishment because he left on bad terms. But I really you honestly know? Think maybe it's not a punishment, but they maybe they just don't see. Honestly, it's anything like you know. I, I know they have. Him. I know they have like thirty thousand writers there. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody has to be black. Somebody has to be black to be like. But Yo. do they even have a voice? I mean, okay, realistically, you don't have to have a voice for you to write something for it to be pitched. Yeah, but, For, and I, but I you ever it. see that meme where the guy who, the one smart idea gets tossed out the window at the boardroom? It's like, you know, hey, guys, so what's our next plan? And then the guy's like, hey, just put the belt on Braun and we can have a title on every show. You know, And they toss him out the window. You know what the it's like, hey, uh, let's actually use Bobby Lashley's, you know, history and who he is as a character. They toss that thing out the window. They don't want to hear... A minority's opinion. I think, you know, what it has to be realistically is that they have to take another approach. They have to go and they have to write television. They have to get a writer that they're cool with, someone that they they can talk to and be like, hey, um, how can I format this idea? Because you just doing word of mouth and like, hey, and pitching something, that ain't going to cut it. Especially not in that professional background. Uh Yeah. If you legitimate like shit, look, like I'll do it. Uh-huh. I have it. I have a Bray Wyatt <laughs> right goddamn now God. in the chamber. Like real shit. Ready like go. I got I got a, a backstory and a feud and six months of TV that I write that I'm just not gonna fucking send in. I mean I could. I can copyright it and send it in. But my thing is, is like, in order for me to like make it, do I have to drive for everybody, and not just for everybody? Do I need to just go ahead and write six months of TV for black wrestlers? Like that's, that's, Bobby, that's a thought. Like know, Bobby I Lashley, would, I wonder if they would even look at it. I Bobby wonder if they Lashley, would even like consider. Hey, there's an outside perspective and opinion on how you've been for years portraying these characters of color. You know, I, and to the, it's now it's to the point where people like New Day to a to a degree think of it as, uh, like it's like as how you say a privilege to just be a gimmick. You know, it's like almost you know it's like and even Lucha House Party they think they look at it as a privilege to play a stereotype. And I'm like, guys, come on, like like let's be real. Like you don't have to be. You don't have to look at it as like, oh my god, you, thank you for letting us make this money doing this gimmick. You guys can bring more to the table um, and just speak more up at, uh, and, I, and be more yourselves. You yeah, know, I mean, we they. I think shout out to New Day and Us 
Like I'm gonna bring it up all the time. Oh like, yeah, they do another rap battle. That rap battle next week. Really? Yeah, Cesaro and Sheamus challenge New Day and Usos too. I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. Yeah. But like them able to do that and bring in Wale and like to you know, for for that to happen, I think that took a lot of a lot uh but that's also the confidence that was bestowed on them for them being able to take the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> black people, like, I think those three are, like, anomalies. Or not anomalies because, shit, we do it all the time. You know what I mean? But they're a highlight in this company of how you can just take shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, those guys were supposed to be preachers. Dog. Yeah, I know. I know. It's true. Like, yeah. those so they had to turn into something, something that was salvage- salvageable. They had to turn to something that was salvageable. So I don't knock their hustle. I no, don't knock them. But even, you know, but I think realistic and, and to get to 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 my point, like I, you know, so I. Don't, but I don't think you should look at it as a privilege. I think you should look at it as like we are we, yo, are, we are privileged. We are privileged to do this, yes. But we 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 have so much more potential. I'm there in New Orleans when Bobby comes out on that raw man, and he gets a legitimate like pop. It's it's a leg, a legitimate like okay, all right. So like you were there and it was I'm, loud. I'm there and it was loud. And 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 my and my idea is that okay, I remember who Bobby was. You know what I mm-hmm. mean. So let me see what he can bring because I know at that time Brock just beat Roman. So I'm like okay, as a filler feud at least. Let's see the legitimacy of this guy. He came out. He destroyed Elias. Uh-huh. Right then, you could have just been like, hey, uh, I ain't here for all this song. And the same shit you gave to Drew McIntyre. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this, the, the, the difference that you give to a, 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 a Scottish character, uh-huh. white, complected yeah. character. Complex, whatever. Yeah. But the, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it, it's, it's, Bobby yeah. could have came in. Same thing. He was there first. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Like black people, who was there first? <laughs> Shit, man. They, I mean, they could have booked uh, Bobby and, and Brock for a minute. Uh, but they did. Did they do that match? Brock, Bobby and Brock. I think they did it for one, but I don't remember it. Um, but if they, if they did do it, it wasn't a main event of a, a main show. Uh, that didn't go anywhere. Uh, Bobby and Finn could have happened. Bobby and Seth could have been happened. There's a lot of stuff they can be doing on road, but they give us the same stale shit for months. It's like it's not like they don't have matches that we haven't seen that with the matches that we could be excited for, and matches that they could do for people. And particularly Bobby, I think it's such a a, a, a sad way a use of talent. Like, it's just really bad. Like. And he's uh, he has to go out there and do it. Like that's the sad part. I think I I I honestly do believe that. Will this give him a turn turn a corner? I don't think so. I don't think so. I realistically, um, this segment is to this book and black segment is really just to like all of the characters that are our color. Are doing something that we don't do in real life. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like we don't have anybody that just really depicts us 
in real life. Now, great, bro. Even Daniel Bryan speaks to a fucking bearded mm-hmm. serial fucking killer. <laughs> he speaks to the the, the he hippie, speaks to the hippie, the hippie, the hippie liberals, bro. And like JJ speaks to the the wrestling conservatives, and he's the face, of course. And you know, but you know, like you know, I I think like you know, there isn't. Without being over the top, someone that just embraces the culture. Yeah, like New Day could and I think they, does. I think they do. To they the do. Most they do to, 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 to exactly to the best of their ability. Yeah, to the best. So of they're their, they're the most genuine you see because you get to yes. see them interact yes. with each other. You yes. get to see them be goofy with each other, and that's black people are not just put them in this box and let them ride this box because it's all they can handle. You know, it's like give them range. You know, give them things they can do. And New yo, Day, Bobby being a fucking but badass to some extent, coming in, just like yo, like hey, I'm a pro- I'm a legit prize fighter. He was already beating the shit out of Kevin Owens anyway. That's like yo, just like be smarter. Like Kevin Owens is used as a prize fighter. If you have an idea that you're going to use Bobby Lashley and 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 Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to get over Bobby Lashley, have Bobby Lashley come in here and say, "I'm a legit prize fighter. I'm a I'm a real prize fighter." Yep. I seen what happened last night. You know what I'm here for. Kevin Owens be like, "Oh no, 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 no. I'm Universal Champion. I, if anything, you know, I." And Bobby discards him. Discards Sam. Kevin Owens like a heel. He sends Sammy. Discards Sammy. Kevin Owens. He discards Kevin Owens. You do a that's how you do it. I mean, that's just Braun comes in with Bobby, and I'm booking right now. You know, my pin is strong. You know, like (laughs) Bobby and Braun, and Braun's like, no, I get a shot. All it is 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 finding a real relationship between two characters and building a story around it. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. You know, And, and um. Having a guy come out and show his ass every week is an antic that what gets him heat. I don't know. What, I don't think that is. I don't think you guys are doing it to get me. I think you're doing it to humiliate him. Um, um, but uh, but whatever. I don't want to go that far. I won't be a conspiracy theorist and say they're doing that to humiliate him. But I do think they do things to like. They're just coach. Like we're also talking about. Vince is the guy that said, "What's up, my nigga?" Yeah, and, I, and that's the thing that you know. This is you know what who, I mean? like, this is what we're talking about. And he didn't say this is what it we're to a black about. guy. So, he said it to Cena because Cena depicted a hip hop guy. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's you know so I mean? blatant, and this is who we're talking about. But it doesn't mean that it's all right, and it doesn't mean that I'm not mm. going to call it out. Mm. So, like, I just think that like that's just what it is. I'm not. I'm just saying this is what it is. I'm not mad. I think it's corny, but. I'm just going to say it's corny, you know? That's all. Let's <coughs> do better with Bobby. I don't even know how to book him going forward because I think you guys are just playing around, so I don't even know what to say. Well, funny we bring up Vince because he has been out of touch for a long time um, where it's affecting his logic within mm-hmm. the business. And great segue to business and logic. But no, realistically, mm-hmm. like, that's just to keep going with the topic. Like, Vince has been out of touch culturally in real life. And his circle also has been so uh, dwindled down to where it's Vince. 
So they're isolated culturally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to kind of, like, really understand. And his writers, like, we're not saying also that those writers are also equipped to know you know things more because of your social media presence yeah. on Facebook than what I know because of my social media presence on Twitter. Uh-huh. And it may be just Facebook people in the room. It may not be Twitter people in the room. So he's isolating a whole other yeah. side that can, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like, and and I broke it down like that because... I do feel like that even if he has minorities that are around him, logically, I don't think they're uh-huh. hipping him up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, look at his age, look at his circle, look at the money he has. It's not, he's not going to be tapped in. And I don't, I don't expect it from him, but I think if you are now a global company and you want to be more inclusive, inclusionary, it's about time you come. It's 2018, bro. Like it's 2018 and there hasn't been a black WWE champion. Like, like, and it's sad. It's just sad, and it's it's a fact. But just try to book them because people think people blame it on the talent. That's what the people do. They blame yeah. it on the talent. They blame it on the talent. And say they're not good enough. They're not good enough. They're not athletic enough. But they, they're they're super athletic. They're not good workers, but they they have great matches. They're not good personality, but they give them just re- shit programs to, to to work with, and they get blamed for it. When they have talent, and then we see them go somewhere else, and they show talent, and we're like, wait a minute. Oh, so you do have talent, and then they're all big, big shit. And they come back over here, and you have them bend over and show their ass. So it's like, it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's not that hard. You, you just have to evolve eventually, and I mean, evolve to trying to be well, we, we look rounded. At, we look at it, and we see Drew McIntyre before he left was in 3MB. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um... Gender was WWE champion not too long ago, so yeah. like I do. See this guy made it was in the main event of WrestleMania. Came back and now you have him doing this. Yeah, I, I do see where like you know I'm like all right, man, you're doing it for a few people that you know one of these guys does not look like the other or be presented as one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I, I like I said, man. Um, when it comes to booking black, this segment is just to kind of like, um, kind of like put our pen on what we would do for a character that we see. Like Bobby Lashley, legitimately, again, you know, not to give his bona fides, but the great, the man is a he, he can work, mm-hmm. he can talk. Um, he's he's a, a physical like Apollo mm-hmm. Cruz is like a mini yeah. Bobby Lashley. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I and did, I apologize. I know we're going business business and logic. No, no, but, but it's the same. No, but it's the same yeah. thing. You know, but logically, like it's also like you know, Vince. You know, like I said, Vince being out of touch does not understand that this is exact. Like Big E is also what you want and what you need. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, like, that's somebody you can talk yeah. around as a black champion. champion. You know what I mean? He like, can uh, talk. He's big. He's athletic. He, he was in the United matches. States military. God damn. Uh-huh. You're doing, tro- you, you, right now, you're on t- uh, tribute to the troops uh, on the tour right yeah. now. Like, do you know how much that, pop that would be for Bobby having a, 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 having a championship? Yeah. 
Guy you know what I mean? Like army that, vet, you know? Army it's, vet going it's, back it's, to it's, yeah, it's, it's, So my thing is logic. So Vince, Vince is not, we talked about off camera and we wanted to bring it on topic. Like Vince, uh, he, his circles, you know what I mean? Like, uh, he just, he just took, uh, uh, 306,000 shares out to get 23 million dollars. Yeah. Uh, to, because he has ventures outside of WWE. So logically, He's not there in the business, yeah. so it, and, and you know we're we're thirty years old. I'm thirty. You're, you're twenty nine. I I think that we understand that your your mind can only be on so many tasks at once. Exactly. You know. So when when Vince is taking out one percent of his stock and putting making it liquid to put into other ventures, his mind is not creative. He's no. His, his, he's not. He's not passionate about the business anymore. He, he you know I'm sure he he thinks he is. But he's not passionate about the business anymore. We he's can looking see at him raw. Yeah, we can and that's see his it. baby. That's his baby. We can see it every single week, and this is, we've seen it for a while now. He needs to pass the reins on officially to um, Paul and and see where it goes. I I I really am not trying to say this to dog him because I think it's great that he has other ventures. Live your life, bro. You're go out there and do and take on the NFL. Yeah. Take on the NFL with XFL. Go out there, do your thing, and um, build something new again. You know, get excited about something. I don't think he's excited about Raw every week. I don't think he's excited about seeing what we could do to build these new characters every single week. I think he's a, he's excited about the money. He's excited about where he can go business wise. Then leave the creative to somebody else. Leave I the creative to great. somebody else, Vince. And it's been way long overdue. Um, and so like. I th- I think Vince he realizes that but he doesn't realize that because you got to think about it like this is uh when you talk about business he took he bought it when it was in the red from his dad uh-huh. as a regional as a state kind of thing Regional, yeah. Yeah. then territorial. Then he's like, "Okay, I'm a blackout a market and do a." It's unbelievable, interview. and like, so like his like the guy is a is a is a genius. Mm-hmm. He he put his stamp on the culture, regardless of how minuscule you think wrestling is or sports entertainment is, mm-hmm. it is fucking huge. And so much creativity, man, from one guy. So much creativity from one guy. So um we business also, wise and like like and show wise. He mm-hmm. did he did it all. And that's why we love the show because of the theatrics of what he gave us. He gave us a character of Stone Cold who went it who was Anti-authority in a in a in a culture yeah. where people were trying to establish themselves from getting themselves under the foot of the quote-unquote man. Yeah, exactly. Where you still, and that's when you get that pop at exactly. the same time when they cross over and they interlap the culture and the content interlaps. That's when you get that pop. When has WWE been topical for the last? 15 years. I don't, I don't know. And the only time they are topical is when it comes to controversies like Hulk Hogan or going to Saudi Arabia. You guys are not hearing about WWE. Benoit dying. Benoit dying. Steroids like that. You don't hear WWE in the light of like, all right, they're fighting for social change. They're fighting for uh, inclusion. They're, 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 you know, they, they can take on the calls they choose and those being uh, cancer awareness and 
you know, um, anti-bullying. But culture, um, culture causes that are of the culture right now. I don't think they're on onto them. I, mean, I think actually they might be anti them. No, you know? not uh, no, no, no. I mean, they, they, they do to be a star. They do to be not, a th- Those are great. I'm not talking about the, the culture, like the, the movements of the culture. Like they're, oh, they're, yeah. they're hopping uh, onto uh, the women's. Oh, yeah, they're hopping onto reform. the women's the, the women's stuff kind of late. Women have been popping off, but they're, they they they're hopping onto it. And there's a, there's, there's a big push for women in entertainment, in politics, in media. It's all across the globe. So that's the only thing they're hitting. And they're getting that um, notoriety. When it comes to moving things in terms of any type of uh, general anti-corruption, anti, um, you know, human rights, civil rights, they're not going to touch that button. And that's why you're not going to see the wave they do because they don't take risk. They don't take risk like that. And there's ways to tell those stories in a, in a topical, you know, in, inventive way and respectful and tactful, but they don't want to put that but energy. Look at, but look at Vince when he Even with the, the women, X- they can do better. Look at Vince with the XFL, though. Like, you know, players will stand for the anthem. Why would you even... Why is that... My thing is, is that, <laughs> bro, you should be anti-whatever the establishment is, and he wants to be so legitimate. Yeah. Like, and we talked about it last week of how wrestling isn't legitimate because it's sports entertainment. It's its own genre. They'll never be included in the club. They will never be included in the sports club. So if Vince wants to do that, he has to go to XFL, build something, and maybe you'll get that, that club pass where you can be one of those big big ballers in the sports field. Um, get that real money, like we were saying, you know? Be a sports Man, owner. That, that real money, Vince... Like we we see like the reason why Donald Trump not that he's not making money but but the reason why Donald Trump is president is because he doesn't have that real money yeah Donald Trump is ain't part of the club he wasn't part shout of the club. out the Buffalo uh, shout out the Mister Pagula uh, you did well you gonna bring this you gonna bring the bills downtown we but, appreciate that but, but they my stopped point. from Donald Trump getting the 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 getting the bills and like when you don't have that money you can't sit and you can't be accepted uh-huh. and even with this XFL like this XFL shit ain't accepted yeah this, it's like still, this it's up, he's gonna be uphill climb you know he has to set the foundation for something that's gonna actually gain steam slowly and build it like he like that's like almost like what they're trying to do with all elite versus WWE all elite has, has a tough hill to climb. XFL is going to have a tough hill to climb to combat with something like NFL. They're, if they can hit the right market, maybe they can take a chunk of the portion of the viewers. But I don't see that even working. So go ahead, do that. Hopefully, go successfully. I'm not. Uh, I'm like the, the. I don't know why you're taking a stance on the whole kneeling thing right now with the XFL already because that's on the wrong side of history. That's you know it's just not. It's not going to be. We're going to look back on people saying, "Oh, you should stand for the anthem." As dumb and and about. And that's the reason why I'm saying, like, that's the reason why I'm saying logically, like, the guy just, like, he doesn't have the right people around him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because even people are supposed to nudge him and be like, hey, man, they, it's articles saying that everything they're doing is wrong. Everything, like everything, bro. Like uh-huh. they were taking uh-huh. money because you're not going to see it on the back. You're not going to see it on your end of report yet because yeah. you're going to see that trickle down effect down the line. 
with the money with WWE going down. You're not going to see it today. And you can get that billion dollars taken for Fox, but you keep putting on this shitty TV, you're going to see that a couple years from now, the, the payoff of that. It's not going to happen off the bat where it's like, oh my God, you, now you see, you see it in, in the financials. That's going to happen down the line because people have now tuned out. Now you're getting less merch. Now you're getting less ticket sales. I think what saves them, though, what saves them business-wise, very, very smart for Vince is to listen to Paul and have NXT as their third brand. Because mm-hmm. as they have NXT, they just have an instant farm system to where they can replenish stars because therefore... It's, it's, it's a genius, honestly. Uh, yeah, like, you know what I mean? So so he's never going to get to the point where you're like, in a couple of years, like, by 2019, October, when they're on Fox... Bro, by that time, it's Alistair is going to be up. We may have Adam mm-hmm. Cole there. Ronda may have moved to, to SmackDown, so that's different. Like You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, they have positioned themselves to where, like, okay, like, I can legit coast at this point uh-huh. because I have these other ventures. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the people who are here are going to be here. Even though they had the lowest ratings this week of SmackDown. They keep going over, though. I understand, but bro, I I understand, but what what also is not taken into accountability is that like that is still two million people. Yes, two million people. Yes, it is. Granted, you guys are, but it's going. It's not like you're not you're not you're not getting the numbers of certain sports you know events. You're not getting those numbers, so let's not be kidding kidding yourself. Like you're not getting you're not getting the numbers that you used to get. So I'm not saying that you got to even compete with that. Mm-hmm. But going forward, like I'm saying, like you're not going to see it on the on the books yeah. this year just because the viewership is going down. You're no, going to see sure. it in about five years where it's like, wow, we were really losing money. But now. if they pick up steam, who's the, I, I, all I'm saying is that I totally agree with that. Vince creatively has probably lost a step when it comes to this particular juncture Mm -hmm. um, because it shows with how people are presented. Um, Like, we look at NXT and with Triple H being the... Yeah, he still has the passion. He has the passion and he still understands the, the taste buds of... The people that he's feeding. Vince, I don't think Vince has ever been. I think he he loves the art, of course. I don't think he's ever been. I don't think he's understand the art to the degree of Dusty did. You know, I don't think. I think Vince is more of a businessman slash creative, whereas Dusty's like a creative. You know, like so. I think that's where I see more Trips being more of a creative on the Dusty side, and. And I think he's being true to the business. I think Trips doesn't see himself as being an owner of some Trips, NBA team. I think down also the line. I think he's a Trips and, and wrestling Dusty through and through. had the, the how you the storytelling. Uh-huh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, storytelling. It, they have the storytelling to where it leads up to the bout for me. Uh-huh. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they have the ideas and the ideology to make. They have a, a, a about in mind, and then they work backwards to tell the story to where it gives it a nice, juicy it feels narrative, and it's important, yeah. you know what I mean, to how it'll be opposite to where you build up into a fight to make it important, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so it, it allows you to have both those elements. You look at, you know, Dusty and Rick back in the day. 
to where they wanted to tell that story and how they told it was like perfect. Yeah. Like the penmanship was perfect. Triple H wanting to be the man and mm-hmm. running over Austin and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Telling that story backwards. That's perfect storytelling. So yeah. I think that when when you have someone that is creative enough to be um in because Vince was also never a performer in the theater. He was, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. I mean, he made himself a performer. But he, you, you like you when you make yourself a performer. Okay, okay, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't got time to be like in the in the gym. But that's what, <laughs> I but, mean. In the, he's in the gym, but like not in the gym as a wrestler. How, but that's how creating but that's a story. How, but that's a, how that story yeah. is. That's how that story he does it in a different created. way. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how that story is created when you look at Triple H telling the story of Gargano and Ciampa. Uh-huh. You know what I yeah. mean? Like. He understands that, okay, like, I've been on the road. Like, I've had a best friend. Us being hella close and running the, the loops and doing things together is perfect to get a crowd and an audience and a, uh-huh. and a, and a, and a, and a inviting this. Into a frenzy. Like, you know, they just, they, they feel like they're Bro, a part of that. That pop when they won in Toronto. Was it Toronto? When DIY won in Toronto? I don't not go to dates. But they, they won the tag titles. That was a lit. People were crying in the crowd. Uh-huh. And then fast forward to Chicago when Ciampa turns on Gargano and like people were crying in the yeah. crowd. So like. For Triple H to be like to be in that, do like I know that. Yeah, I I know I know how I would do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cause I did it. I ran over my guy with the. <laughs> I paid a guy to do it and framed somebody else for it. <laughs> Yo, the nineties storylines are so off the fucking wall. Yeah, but it was brilliant though. Still, it was yeah. so brilliant. Um, I think I think you're right. I think that Trips has the, has that bug, the same bug that Dusty had, and I think that if he takes over the main roster, um, being the head writer for that, and it, we can see a change. I don't know how he would have NXT run. I'm not sure if he would control both of them, but um, I think because he's already burning the candle with NXT. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, but if it's not going to be Vince taking the main roster. Vince can't, I mean, Triple H's not going to stay. But, you, but the, again, I just think Vince just needs to, like, Vince doesn't get the creative that we vibe to. Like you said, he's a businessman. He's not really paying attention to what's going on on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. How endearing that is to the audience. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, Becky has been on a fucking grind. Yeah. And for Becky to be in a stage to where like we're highlighting that almost organically, you're you're allowing her to have that feeling that we felt before. Yeah, like it's like a, it's like, it's like a, a a drip of water in in a, in a desert. It's like a oasis in a desert. That, Becky is that for us. It's like okay, they have something and they went with it and it worked the perfect way that we wanted it to. It's like. That's the character we wanted. That's compelling. That's who she should be. You know, and That's they got it right. Vince writing it either. Yeah, it's not. I think it's Paul Heyman. <laughs> 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 it's, it's Shout out Paul. to the Paul. Shout out to 
Paul E. Dangerously. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I'm just speculating. I have no idea who's who's helping Becky write this. I think it's a lot of her, too, coming out and being just raw with it. And I don't know how we got to Becky from, from Business and Logic. But, well, because um, business-wise and logic-wise, like, is logically, whoever wrote that or whoever allowed it to go to Vince and be, or whoever got it to Vince uh-huh. to say, hey, wait, just... This is your B show. I think it was an accident, though. I this think they just stumbled upon it. No one took but, it to Vince. But, they thought they're doing something else. That, but that's what I'm saying. But for Vince to be like, ah, fuck it. Uh huh. You know what I mean? And for it to roll over business wise to where he's selling a shirt that just says the man. I mean, it works for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah so let these niggas go with the writing room, man. Let them fucking <laughs> take risks and do different things, man. Because. You're going to build new ventures. You're taking that money out to do something. So go for it and um, and put your attention towards that. Make XFL something great. Uh, let somebody handle the stuff here in WWE on the main roster. And with that said, that's my take. Um. Well, we did we did a pretty good show. I think uh-huh. we I think we did a really good show. Yeah. Um, it's. It's eleven forty-five. It's not as late as we've previously yeah, done. Yeah, we've, we've done worse. We've, Last we've done week we Now, goodness gracious! <laughs> Actually, I went to work like a zombie. <laughs> uh. So, um, but we're gonna go ahead at at um, we've been talking about an hour, hour twenty minutes. Um, so we appreciate you guys for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week with our preview for the tables, ladders, and chairs. And, um, yeah, we thank you. We'll talk to you guys next week. Talk later. Peace. When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. A little. A little. And even a little. And it helps to have something that works as hard as you do. That's why Valspar has a paint for every job, every room, every time. Valspar. You make it happen, we make it possible. Pros, head to Lowe's today and talk to a pro rep about getting up to 10 free gallons of Valspar through our paint trial program. Exclusions apply. See ValsparPro.com for details.